Before we start, I'd like to make a comment about Pastor's Sefer Vayikra. The Gemara says you should learn Vayikra with little children because holy ones should come to talk about holy things. I don't even know what that means. I mean, we don't even understand what Kabbalists mean. I expect little kids to understand it. So what, what's the purpose of learning with Vayikra with little kids? And you see Take, most yeshivas, really don't understand it. And what they learn with little kids is voracious. Uh, I think uh, they find it more interesting, a lot of stories in there, very nice. And uh, it's boring if you want to go with that. So what it says in the Gemara, so what are you going to do? So they learn the first postic at least. Some learn the first parasha. Not the sever, the first parasha. I haven't heard of anyone actually in the first sever, but possibly there are. But nobody learns Vayikra. And my belief is, if they would actually learn Vayikra the way with kids, in a way that you would teach kids Vayikra, I'm not talking about learning it in the depth of that you have to teach it in what he called the way kids would learn Vayikra, they would be able to learn the lessons of life that would protect them from ever doing a virus in the future. I'm not talking about Taivit. Taivit is a thing that's, that prevention brings for, for other reasons. And it may let affects you even in the, in the even good people. But I'm talking about Ashkofi they all would have been solved because they would have absorbed when the person was a child. And as a child, those things remain with you. If you notice, there are people, even Freyid, and I remember this, that a guy would stop his, his mail truck in front of, uh, in front of the Shul and Yom Kippur to run into say Yiska, because Yiska was very important because his father did it. What made Yiska more important than any other part of the Davni? But that what he remembered. So now words, thing that stick in the head, remember that it doesn't make a difference what you're doing, who you become, you keep them. And if we would actually learn Vayikra with the kids, you wouldn't have any Ganovim in the world. You wouldn't know have, everybody would be satisfied with whatever they have. And all the main Yitzhahoros that exist in the world, and those things and the, and the kin and the sin and everything else would be gone. Now we'll talk a little bit about these things, okay. The Torah starts off by Yikra, a little small olive. And it actually brings down the whole discussion between Moshe Rabbeinu and the Rabbeinu Shalom, that the Rabbeinu Shalom wanted to write by Yikra the regular way, with a big olive, like, like, like the regular word. And Moshe wanted him to write the word by Yoko, which means that he met him, not that he called him, called him like a special Finney, I called to my friend. I just don't meet my friend someplace. So Vayokor, he meant, met him. But as far as the Torah goes, 
the validity of the Torah that this is considered Torah and this is not, does not depend on the level of the Vua that it was given. Because you find that Bilum, whatever it means, I don't know what it means, that the level of the Vua that, that came to Bilum is considered Torah, even though it was at the low level of Ayoko. And therefore, the fact that uh, that Moshe Rabbeinu's Torah came with Bayikra would be completely unnecessary. It's uh, just a point of showing who, who Moshe Rabbeinu was, giving him extra covet in the sense that he's Adon Hanavim, and Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want it. And it's very nice for the Rabbeinu know what Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want, but obviously the Rabbeinu did want it. And the Rabbeinu not only did, did not listen to Moshe Rabbeinu, and he didn't, and he put in the, the Aleph, he put the Aleph with a little one. So people list the question, why is it a little one? And then they come to the point that Moshe didn't want it, and God did want it, and therefore the true lesson will come out. But the funny thing comes out that it gives, affords Moshe Rabbeinu a lot grace, a bigger COVID than he would have if he had a regular olive. A regular olive, I don't think anybody would have realized one way or the other. But once you have the little olive, all of a sudden you think, why is it the olive? So you start asking the question. Once you ask the question, oh, Moshe Rabbeinu, he's the Adonavim. Oh, isn't that a bigger guy than if he had a, a big olive? A big olive, no one would have known it. The little olive, you know about it. So why did the mention put him such a massive? I believe that the idea is that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't just get Nevoa because the Benjamin had to speak to him. You find such a thing, you find by Lavan, by Bilam even maybe to a certain extent, that the Benjamin had to speak to him to take away the excuses from the Goyim, that we had, we had Naveen by Goyim, stuff like that, and I gave him an equal chance. Whatever the time it was, I had to give it to them, whether they deserved it or not. Moshe Rabbeinu deserved his Nebuah. He worked on his Nebuah a whole lifetime. He tried to become the closest to Hashem, which he did become, the closest Hashem there ever was. And because of that, Nebuah wants to point it out that every person has to reach that level. Whatever the level is, not obviously Moshe Rabbeinu's level, but the level that he's permitted to give, that Benjamin gave him the ability to reach. In other words, his potential. And that's very important that a person should want to reach his potential. And that's what the Benjamin was stressing here. So it's a point that even though Moshe personally hid it very well, because he heard it, hid it even from his sister and his brother, they did not realize that he was a different level of Buddha than they were. But Lemaise, uh, the Benjamin wants to advertise that that's what we have to aim for. So the Benjamin put the little olive regardless of Moshe's request or not. Now, the Rebbeinshom, now we use the lotion to call them sacrifices. <clears throat> Even uses six million korbanas. Right? That's six million sacrifices. A sacrifice, by definition, is that I give to someone else. I sacrifice for myself. I take away something for myself and I give it to God. And the truth is, a carbon is not a sacrifice. It's a carbon. I drew, I drew, I drew, I draw closer to Hashem, and become mikuriv, close to Hashem with a carbon. 
It's not, I'm not, I'm not sacrificing anything. And that's, it's the opposite of sacrifice. When a person feels he's giving a sacrifice, that means he's giving something to God. That means he feels that God needs something from him, that he possesses that God doesn't possess. And there's no such thing, because then God is not complete. God doesn't need anything from us. So therefore, why do we bring it? Because we want to get close to Hashem, which I'll explain in a minute. But we see the opposite. When someone brings it as a point of I'm giving something to Hashem, the Ben Hashem doesn't like it. He doesn't even consider it. A covenant, if it is the person who comes to give it, people are trampling my courtyard. You don't belong here. I don't want what you have. And, the, and this is poured out in parish in Parashas uh, Chazoin, I mean, Shabbos Chazoin, in the Avtev of Yeshaya, that he claims anyone that feels they give a, you give a lot of kobanas to God, that you're doing him a favor, you're not doing him any favor. God doesn't eat, doesn't smell, not in our context anyway, anything that we can understand. Then why do we have kobanis? The kobanis is basically for the person himself to draw closer to Hashem. Now, how does he do that? <laughs> this is the way <coughs> my theory of the kobanis the I say theory because I don't really have any big proof of it. But the way I understand it. Kobanoila is given completely to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, meaning to the Mizbeach. Nothing, nobody has any enjoyment from it. The only thing, the only thing that anything remains from the Koban is the skin, which is given to the to the coin that's marked the the oil. The skin uh, can be tanned; it can be made into leather. That's about all the the basics you're going to get out of it. Um, and I would assume if it comes from a Coleman, a person is going to use it for, for making a safe potato or something else like that out of it. I assume he can use it for anything, but basically that's what he's probably going to do. So there's nobody gains anything from it. Every other Coleman that we have, Chattas, Shlomim for sure, is eaten by somebody, eaten by a coin, eaten by the Bible. But the, the edible food that's muta by halachic, the name is not fat, it's not chaylev, and it's not what equal, that, that all of that is going to be eaten. Stuff that we can't eat, that's going on the misbeach. So basically, there's no loss in the, in the actual behemoth. The question is, why am I bringing it and stuff like that at this particular time? There's no loss of money involved. Over here, you're going to take an animal which has can be tremendous value, and uh, and and just simply kill it. So what's the purpose? Yeah, but not not a carbon oil. No, no, no. Yeah, the best for every carbon they eat. Yeah, I'm saying they eat. Everything is eaten up. So what I feel is this. We all make statements all at a time, and I hope that we believe it, at least that we hope that we believe it, is that everything that we possess is from God. 
but they're only words. And when they're only words, they don't necessarily go that deep. A person can say it very nicely, and I'll give you emotional. Uh, if you have somebody who got a million dollars in the bank, fluid, right? And he says, got to tell him. Very easy for him to say, got to tell him. He's got money in the bank. A guy who has nothing, he says, got to tell him. What else is he supposed to say? A guy who has just enough, and he gives away from himself to something else, and he says, got to tell him. That guy believes. How many people are in that actual situation? And I don't know, but that's a situation that a person is supposed to bring himself in to actually prove to himself that he believes that God did help. So the Kovanoila, I think, is brought for a person to come to that recognition. That recognition. Now, how do, you, how do you become to that recognition? I will have to take a carbon, and you notice well, in the parasha, there are different levels of prices in the carbon oil, starting from an ox to a sheep and goat to, uh, to birds to, uh, to even flower. And the milk, in other words, but they're all called to the carbon oil in that sense. They're all going to say the same concept, different price ranges. The reason for the price ranges is, is because a person has different values of what money is. I remember as a kid in the comics, they used to talk about the mafia. They would always have uh, the mafia boss lighting your cigars with a $5 bill. So by time, $5 bill as a kid was considered a, 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 a tremendous amount of money. Probably now you probably have them with a $100 bill, okay? But it's the same thing. It's the same idea. The money is meaningless to me. And to a person that are $1,000 is nothing, so $1,000 is nothing. How many times have you found, I mean, we don't have uh, too many uh, toll takers anymore, but when they used to have a toll taker and the toll was $10, and you give them a $10, I mean, it was $1, and you give them a $10 bill, and he'd give you a pack of singles back, right? And you, can, you obviously can't count them at that spot because if you did, the guy behind you is hunking terribly and maybe you might be able to tolerate it if you want to actually know how much you got. And you drive for about a mile till you can pull off the wheel and put the money in your pocket and you find there's only eight. Are you going back? He, he stiffed you for a dollar. It happens quite often. And are you going back? Well, when you go on online and in the store, and 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 the check in the check checker uh, cashier che cheated you a dollar or something by accident maybe or real would you go back to complain ten dollars maybe you go back and complain one dollar you won't go back and complain it's not worth it right they gotta believe it they can't prove it this and that so what am I gonna go back for so you're gonna say okay lost a dollar big deal right there's a line we're gonna say big deal to when it becomes I'm going back. Whatever that line is, obviously depending on how much money you have. Okay. Take that amount of money and buy a carbon with it, whether it's a sheep, goat, whatever it will be. 
whatever the need you have. And, and obviously there are people in the world who even that is a small amount of money to what we know now. That, but those people, even no matter what, since in reality, when they talk about the billions, you don't live with the billions. You don't eat billions. Eating the eating food for regular dollars. And everybody relates to regular dollars. I would say that everybody would relate to something like $10,000, no matter if you're a billionaire or not, $10,000 is still an amount of money that you consider a loss, a nice amount of money. Take an animal that, of, that, of that cost, something that's you know, a special breed or whatever it is. That, and and, and be matched with it with the, with the concept of understanding that if God wanted me to have it, he would give it to me again, right? In other ways, I believe that it comes from God. So obviously I have it. There is a mitzvah of God to express this type of machshoda. So I'm interested in expressing it. How am I expressing it? By going in and killing it, destroying it, getting no use out of it, on the Mizbeach, because it's a mitzvah, I want to do the mitzvah of it, and not feel the loss at all. Nothing shouldn't even feel the twinge that there goes $10,000. Right? And that's what we do. We shecht it. And if that twinge doesn't come, then you pass the test. Then you actually believe that everything comes from a Kodesh And you're not a problem. Wonderful. What happens if you get the twinge? Ooh, there's goes $10,000. And you didn't pass. And the Coleman really should be a, a, a wasted Coleman. Because you didn't pass. You didn't really believe that, what you said. But you don't know it until you do what I told you, until you shafted it. You didn't know that you really felt that way. And the only way you felt that way, you know about it, is exactly when it's done. I uh, do a similar thing that people should understand. Well, let's say they come uh, with the questions of, they have two equal sides of a, of, a, of a question. Which one should they do? And I say to them, first you have to prove to yourself that they're equal. How am I going to prove to myself they're equal? I believe 100% they're equal. Let them flip a coin. They look at me like I'm crazy. Flip a coin is going to decide if, if, I, if, I, if I really want this or that. Yeah, try it. If you really believe, flip a coin. And it falls out on one side and, and you feel yourself, oh, I wish it would have fallen on the other side. Why do you feel that way? Because you really wanted the other side. But you didn't know that until it actually fell on this side. And if it doesn't fall out, it doesn't make a difference into what it says. But if it makes a difference, you'll know. And that's the point that we want you to know. We want you, your madre, you have to prove who you are. So show me who you really are. Are you? No. So then you have to start again. And he has to do this all over again. And obviously, hopefully, the next time will pass. This is the Kobun Venoyla. Kobun by that, meaning, there are graduations in the person's amune, in his avayda, or anything else. And for that reason, I believe maybe the Kobanoila 
is used also for kapore, for evanese. You know, love, when a person is able to love, you know it pretty clearly. And I truly don't believe people will go to be able to love. I mean, there's certain things, like, look, I can't answer about certain types that exist. I mean, everybody may have such a type. But we're not talking about that. I'm talking about a guy who will be placed like a chaza. Never eat chaza this life. He's going to go eat chaza now. I don't believe it. He's going to go eat, uh, you know, if he's in Elchis soil, and they bring him now with Shai Lavola and something like that, and he's hungry for the food and stuff like that. Maybe he'll be able on, 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 on something like that. But but the uh, eating chazi, you're not going to be able. And that I'm, I'm sure. And whatever availability that a person has, a loving, the odds are you won't be doing it. But the kaish is on an essay. You do an essay. Guy puts on, he, I, I, I go on, I have kavone to do the mitzvah. You really have kavone? You have the full kavone you're supposed to have? Well, I got the three quarters of the kavone. I got a half of the kavone. I got a tenth of the kavone. I have some shaykhs to the kavone. But I don't have the kavanah that God wants me to have. And therefore, we, don't, we haven't yet reached the madrege of really being an Ever Hashem in the self of I'll give you a motion. A love. Okay. <clears throat> that, as I say, we don't express it. <coughs> But imagine this is an essay. The king says to you, uh, can you bring me a cup of coffee? Right? So the guy goes out, of course, going to bring the king a cup of coffee. <coughs> he gets to the coffee bed and the coffee maker, and there stands his, his, his standing his friend he hasn't seen in a while. So they get into a schmooze. Meanwhile, the king is waiting for his cup of coffee. And you come back into the king, you bring a cup of coffee. Oh, I forgot. And the king, where was my coffee? I, I forgot from the king. Did you do what the king wanted? What's the bigger insult to the king? Doing something you have a tie before where you said you shouldn't do it, but I couldn't control myself? Or doing something that I asked as a favor to do for me? So obviously the favor is a bigger insult than a mother if you don't do it. So you do, and you haven't done it, you haven't done the, the proper cover on it, that's a big insult. So go and do it. That's where you need kapara for all the time. Person has to always be aware. And as I say, just like we're aware of the how much God gives me to what degree, how much I believe it. And that's what I'm trying to bring the carbon for to, to grow in. So this is also a part of that growth. Now, let's take the carbon. Ayla does something else also as a thing. Uh, I believe God gave it to me, right? Because if I see, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. This I can only prove by animals. If I brought an animal, Kovnoyla is an animal. And why do I say that? I remember um, when I lived when I was a kid living on the east side. All the electronic stores were all on Canal and, and, uh, and Essex streets. They were going down Essex and over to Canal, like that. And one after the other, one store after the other. Some were fancier, some were less fancy. <laughs> some had people that were nicer, some people had less nice. 
And yet they were, the prices were about a half a dollar in between, the, the most expensive to the cheapest. And which one was the, the cheapest, most expensive? You're gonna have to go to store to store to find out. And it, it didn't make a difference. He went into this one, you had to see it out with this guy, he charged you half a dollar more on this item, charged you half a dollar less on this item. Whatever it is that you, you figure out, you evened out and you like the guy, you deal with him and that's the way it is, okay? Now everybody makes sure that their store is away from other stores. So all that area is, is exclusively his. The other stores is exclusively that area. Exclusively that area. You don't need that. The guy comes down to buy the, the same thing used to be for the Schmumatzer companies. I remember they, they all went right after the other one, one after the other. You didn't have to have them in different parts of the city. They went right in the same place. Because you're walking into one store over another up to God. A guy can advertise, a guy can give presents, a guy can only give anything they want, but to make you come into their store ultimately is going to be a message from Ankarish Baruch. And I went into their store. So the fact that a person is Matzliach in a store, that is, has, he realizes it has depends a lot on God, because it's not up to him. How does that apply to, to life? Everyone agrees that no matter what pet you have, no matter how good you take care of a pet or an animal, ultimately how long it lives or dies is up to Rabbi There's nothing much you can do about that. And therefore, they, people realize that and they appreciate it. It's also And, but what about when a guy says, you know, uh, I work, uh, I'm a cleaning lady, or, or, or I'm dig ditcher, ditch digger. And I, uh, dig, I, I dig ditches, that's my keach. My, it's I did it. I was able to do it. That when you recognize that it's not yours, that's a mincha. That means the work that you put in to get bread, which is you need actual before you need 10. But I mean, whatever it is, then they probably need less than 10. But whatever you need, that is for the flour. But for the actual something edible, you're going to need 11 lochas. And, and, and to, to be able to do it, that's a lot of work that you did. 11 out of 30, uh, 11 out of 31. It's a lot of malachas you did to make a piece of bread, right? And yet, you can, you, we don't consider it mine. In other words, I was able to do it, but the Rabbeinu Shalom, you gave me, you gave me the ability, you gave me the care, you, you actually advised me to do it. Whatever it is that we're going to teach you how it becomes all of my work is Rabbeinu Shalom's gift to me. I didn't do anything. That's the covenant. And once upon a time, there were two Madrigas. May they give first the Koban and then they bring Koban Mincha, and the higher Madrid and the Koban Mincha concept. But the truth is that now, if it really comes out after Chetam Aragon, it's not something for now, we'll talk about then, when we get to Bamidbo, but the, after the Chetam Aragon, 
it became that it had every oiler had to be bring a mincha also. And the idea was if you're not in the madriga bringing a mincha, don't bring the oiler. You're not ready for that either. Even though the oiler we said you can very easily be ready for, because I understand that something has to do with life or choice or things like that is up to the Romanian lady. But something that has to do with physical, that's up to me. No, if you don't understand it, then don't bring it. Because then we have two different concepts. And there's no two. Everything I have, everything I possess is my father's world. And that's the point that you have to bring out. Okay. Now, it talks about how the Beishler made a nation in Mizbeach. It was a Mizbeach that happened on the, the Shemini, the Meluyim. The fire came down on Hashemayim and burnt the, and, and lit the Mizbeach, and burnt, burnt the Kobanis on the Mizbeach. Why was that necessary? And that fire never gets extinguished. That fire was traveled with them, they were able to contain it, whatever it means, how they did it. Obviously, the Nisim were talking on Nisim all the time. But the, but the idea is that fire never was extinguished. And every day we had to add uh, what he called in order to continue it. But it, it was, we didn't continue that fire. That fire continued by itself. We, we just, there's a mitzvah, whatever the mitzvah is, maybe we'll talk about it sometime, but not right now. But anyway, there was a fire. Now, what was the point of the fire banishing? Why don't we just make a fire? We want to make a carbon, okay. Put the carbon on the mezbeach and light a fire. Why do we need that the fire should be there already? We find the early carbonists by the, by the daily Elam, Odom, Cain, Hevel, they brought carbonus, but they didn't know what to do with it. They put it on the Mizbeach, and then if the Rebbein wanted it, either fire or some other thing came down and, and took it, disappeared. And if God did not want it, it stayed there. By Yitzchuk, God wanted him, so he told him to put him on the Mizbeach. He didn't tell him to kill him, he just says put him on the Mizbeach. But I happen to want this particular carbon to live. I want to show that it's a carbon. I told you to bring him a carbon. So I don't need more than just put him on the Mizbeach. I don't have to, it doesn't have to disappear. When you bring a carbon, you want to know if I accepted it, then it has to disappear. And that was the way, and we don't find too many carbonists that were brought to by, by the Yom Yisraelim. But it came down to Neyach. And Noach went and brought the carbonus from all the animals after the marble. And somehow the carbon of Noach, which I can't understand and I don't understand it, was such a high level that the Revelation says, Hashem is that there was a Reach and that Noach was able to create that Hashem smell. Not the Revelation made it a Reach by accepting it. It was, it, he pushed through any negativeness on the part of the Rabbanishim not to accept it. And therefore, that was his godless. But till him, you don't find anyone bringing him a coven that they made the fire themselves. Yet by 
for some house by the Gekedah, Avram thought that was what the command was. Okay, could be. That he had to make the fire himself. But that shows acceptance, that's the point. I want you to bring such a high madrega of acceptance, or I accepted it. What about we talked about before? The guy flunked. He, he, he thought he really believed, but when it came down to the mice, we saw that he had that twinge and he really didn't believe. So if he didn't believe, technically we said it should be chumbazor. He didn't make a coma. It's not, it's not a good coma. So the Obedisham tells us, I want you to keep trying. If you stop trying, you're not going to make it. I want you to keep trying. And that's the point that he brings over here. I want you to keep trying. Uh, I, I think I mentioned this once before about the union of uh, benching. As a Gemara that says that God will show favoritism to you. The Malachim came to the Benchim and said, You said, Well, you eat upon him, you don't show favoritism. So how can you say I show favoritism to the Jews? It's unfair. So the Rabbeinu Shem answers, what should I do? I was commanded that you have the bench only if you're satisfied. Meaning, I don't expect gratitude until you are fully satisfied. But when you're fully satisfied, I expect gratitude. And you come along, you eat a gazayis and kebeya, and you bench. And you show gratitude right away, right? So that's the fairy seems as a big thing, right? If let's say I would do it by a chotzi's eyes, right? What would you say? What are you talking about? It's a, it's a mitzvah. It's a brachalatola. So why don't we say the same thing over here? It's a brachalatola. Yeda kezayis, yeda beye, not chayv to bench until you ate, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what, uh, until you flow. So it's a brachalatola. You say it's the rabbanan, that's it. That, that's the talk about the rabbanan made the mitzvah. Why would they make such a mitzvah? Make brachas vatola. It doesn't make sense. So I believe that what it, that the Gemara, what the Gemara is saying is there are Jews that reach the madrig of gratitude even when they're not full. I give you for that little bit that you gave me. I feel gratitude for, and I'm showing it. You want to show gratitude? You have to bench, and that's the raisa. It answers a lot of questions. Not the year for now. That answers a lot of questions. That type of that maybe that becomes a device. That if I want to show gratitude, I have to I have to bench actually. And therefore the Rabbanim came along and they said, you know, what we got to do, we see that Jews that can reach Smadrege. If they can reach Smadrege, let's make it that they have to bench normally. They always have to bench. Maybe they'll understand it. And when they get to that Madrege, they'll actually reach that Madrege. So we have to keep practicing that we'll reach that madrege. And but, but, but until we reach that madrege, there's going to be a lot of misses. And those misses, if, they, if they're not can put kobonis, and there'll be avelis, people can't bring it. So the guy can't try. There's no gain. So the idea is, the said, I'll make the fire. I'll make the fire. Therefore, the ones that I think are, 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 will actually try to be trying to reach that madrege, I'll accept this kobonis. Obviously, others, I won't accept what you said. I won't do me a favor, I don't accept. So this, you also won't accept, but it's the same, but those you would accept.
I have an interesting, uh, it says, uh, uh, if it's Korban, it's Menach Sovim or Menachism. Now Rashi, I don't know where the Rashi is, but there is a Rashi that says the word Kesev and Keves are interchangeable. Well, they both mean sheep. And the, uh, the what all you really did is change the vase and the shin, kvasim. I mean, uh, and the sin, oksavim. and it's interchangeable. And I want to show that I don't think it's so. We uh, uh, we took it from all the shemes of Tanakh and from Kordia. I wrote it up someplace. I don't have all the all the cases where we answered them. Uh, I got my hand, but we did it. And the idea was I wanted to claim that they truly both mean sheep, but the terminology is only used for chulim, a kesev is only used for chulim or kachim talim. Kachim gadoshim is always the word kvasim on. Yeah. Make fussy. It wasn't the, the, that used the kebis, used the higher levels. Now, there are going to be, from this, this said, the goof of what I just said, there are going to be contradictions to what I just said. So, obviously, I'm going to try and answer them. There shouldn't be contradictions. But that's what, the, 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 that's what I want to say. But here he uses the terminology, sovim, or minisim, because he hasn't made it holy yet. If you want to take from sheep and make it into an oiler, so right now it's chulim, and you will make it so then the word for subim is the proper term now. Okay. Then you have a Kobe Shlomo. The makes peace in the world. God gets a peace. The Kahano get a peace. The Bailam get a peace. Okay, that's one thing. Are we eating the Bailam's food? Are we eating God's food? Ultimately, by saying we're making Shalom, I guess at the point we're talking we're eating God's food. Uh, but uh, but there is the concept of uh, the 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 violent brought the carbon itself so forth yeah. When a person is going to eat kachmiyot Hashem beisamigdash, all of us are going to eat chalapochis carbon pesach for sure, right? And in the carbon pesach, there are different types of meat. That are edible, that are high of TV eaten. And I get my chalik from whatever they give me. No guarantee I'm going to get the part I wanted. Right? So they didn't give me the rib steak. They didn't give me the lamb chop. They gave me the fat, total fat. They gave me the brains. They gave me the milts. Um, whatever parts that a person normally does not eat. And he says, you know, I won't eat it. You're not going to do that. 
you're actually going to sit down and eat that the portion they gave you. Assume it's going to be a gazayis at least. And you're going to make a brochet al chilas kochimot. And you're going to be in seventh heaven by eating it. But I don't like it. How's it possible? So Shiva used to give a motion, uh, depending on just who you are. If your Rebbe will call you in and he wants to talk to you, or the President of the United States is going to call you in and he wants to talk to you. And while they're talking to you, they're going to serve you tea. And you're one of those people that don't drink tea unless they're sick. So when someone asks you, do you have tea? You tell them I'm not sick, therefore you're not drinking tea. And you're gonna drink tea with the president or with the Rebbe. And when your friend meets you outside and he asks you, what happened inside? Well, we had tea. He said, but you don't like tea. Oh, what a ruchmistic experience that was. I haven't been in such a badregen in my life. But you don't like tea. I wasn't drinking tea. I was in a different world because I was drinking the Rebbe's tea. It's not the same thing. Okay. So the point is sometimes it's not what you're eating. It's how you eat it. It's a thing that when, I, when it's the Rebbe's tea, it's a different tea. It's not tea. It's Ruchnis, whatever it is. The person is supposed to feel that feeling whenever he's eating. It's not just thing as saying, I don't like this. I do like this. Sometimes your body, for whatever reason, rejects it. That I understand. There are possibilities, whether it's allergies or simply uh, something that's done by uh, controlled by medications or whatever it is, that all of a sudden you have different tastes or whatever it is. But under normal circumstances, you should be able to eat anything. And if you can't eat it, you eat it because it comes from God's table. The reason you're able to eat today because God gave you food. Other people, he didn't give food. And he gave you food. You should be thankful it comes from God's table. You should always feel it comes from God's table. I have no trouble eating it. I don't think I trouble eating it. It comes from your table. It comes from God's table, I can eat it. And that's the point of the Shlomo. That to realize the relationship that God is and even to that banks, the food I put in my mouth, is from God. It's not just, I have food. I don't have food. Food is given to me by Akadosh Baruch And that's a tremendous lesson again for us to learn. That everything we have to the point of usage, it could very well be, I'm not getting involved in this now because the flesh and shame may not, sometimes may not be like that. But I always want to explain the Gemara that says often that uh, that whatever a person spends, what's the lawyer often? Is a nice of shalodom, exuvenim rashishon. His food is a portion of rashishon. It doesn't use the gemara, doesn't use the motion of his his uh, income is decided on rashishon. Even though I'm saying there's some rashim that use that lashon, that's why I'm not getting well. But I want to explain the difference in the in between the income and what's Russian is a nice of, which seems to be my expenditures. 
my expenditures of what is decreed on Rosh Hashanah. Now, with my ability to be able to spend $50,000 is decreed on Rosh Hashanah. I only earned $40,000 this year, so how did you spend 50? Because I saved 10 before. So the 10 before is not counting the year that I earned it, because I didn't spend it. I didn't have any enjoyment of that money. Say in the bank, maybe I enjoy being a kaisa by saying, oh, I got money in the bank, so I'm safe. But that's not, that's not being true. That's being a shagitz. But the idea that's in the bank means that I have the ability to spend it in years later. I think the Rabbanishim did that for us. I've heard what he made package for them since he said, Rosh Hashanah, we should have a big party. Take out all the money, burn it, has no purpose anymore. And we start again for next year. New Xavis. What's the point of saving last year's? Because last year's I'm able to use for this year. And the reason I'm able to do that is the Bashman doesn't require me to change my panosis since every year. We have to do enough effort to being able to bring in that much money and stuff there and, and obviously uh in certain years i'm going to need more money than i need other years my daughter, my daughter's getting married so they can buy mitzvah other simplest that we have in family or other big experience expenses that obviously we need more money than the normal and i don't earn it i have a way of having it without doing a mess and that's the what he called but so therefore the money is counted the year of expenditure not on the year of earning it. I think that's an important lesson also. Then he comes in, union of achatos. Achatos means a person didn't have a... They were covers, bishoyig. Why you have a carbon bishagig? Because when you goof and you didn't realize that you did something, Shasmaiso, that was an Aveve, either you didn't get there yet, you didn't care about it, whatever it is. And all of these things are important to know that there's no such thing as that. In, in English, I think it's uh, ignorance of the law is no excuse. And that's Basically, what it's telling you, ignorance of the law is no excuse. If you cared what the law is, meaning the, the case of the cops and what they call ignorance of the law, I'm not really interested to know all the, all the uh, uh, what do you call the laws of driving and stuff like this is mutavasa. But the Bar Hashem, God gave you the Torah, and He wants you to know what's right and wrong. That you're supposed to know, and you're supposed to want to know. And that the fact is that you don't know, that's a problem with you already. So we did something wrong. We have to be a cover for it. So tell us what type of carbon is. Koyin HaMashiach, which is the Koyin Gadol, has to be a carbon only to He can't just forget that this was Chayrov or not Chayrov, or this is Chayrov, He has to say that this thing is Mutel, and then come to the conclusion that he was wrong, and then he brings a code. Why? Regular person is just that eating has. A coin goddle can't forget. A coin goddle must always be in a point that he's knowledgeable of everything and aware of everything. 
Let's just say he is our representative in Russian and he has to be in that Madrege. If he's not in that Madrege, he can't be Kringle. That's a very important thing. Then comes the Tzibu, which by them only has Allah where they've made a mistake in the Allah. And then there's what do you call it, the Nasi, uh, which would be the king or the leader or the shafit or whoever he is at the time. And he has to bring a special carbon because he, again, maybe he's not as knowledgeable as the others are or has to be, but whatever he does, he shows a way of doing it because he's the, he's the leader and everybody will follow. And therefore it's very important that everyone realizes what he did and that was a mistake. Now, in the uh, in the carbon of the yachid, um, then the things bound of an individual does, and each one has a different type of carbon, so you should recognize what it is. Now, my raya before when we talk about kesef and kebis is. That we're talking about in the in the in the part of he has to bring a kevis, right? And kevis we said is the uh, is the holy name, right? The meaning the kachukachim name, and that's from kesef yavid kaban. If you bring some kesef horse kabbans ready to say it is, so that fits with the words. So it says. Uh, by the by the kebis by the yochid and he, he it's on the next verse he comes to pasul amid hey there's kol there's kol chelbo he said all the chel of yosef he used the word kesef from shlomi why did he change over here from kebis to kesef same parsha. Using okay, it's interchangeable, interchangeable in the same parsha. Like, the, the, why would you do that? To teach you that if he's talking about a shlomim, shlomim is kachikalim, kachikalim is kesef. Again, we, we're talking about hatos, it's kevis. So even though it's the same animal, but one is a kevis and one's a kesef, you should realize that. That was my guy originally to prove the point that it meant that. How does a carbon oil be yelled? That means that you bring it to chattas, it's a din of a chattas, but there are three levels in it. Normal chattas only has one level cow. I mean, a sheep, you know, a goat, whatever it is, but female, but, but, a, uh, but by a, uh, but in a, what do you call it? In oil you have three matelages. Okay, so again, one is the sheep, one is the birds, one is the mink. Why? So it talks about three specific avevas that are problematic with the One of them is, and this is a lot of people have this concept that, you know, leave me out of it. Guy standing on a corner and two of his friends crash into each other. And they both jump out of the car and uh, they say to him, you saw whose fault was it, right? And you, and you want to be your friends with, with both of them. Leave me out of it. I don't want to tell you. 
I don't want to get involved. You got to get involved. You got to say what was true. And you got to tell the truth. And that's the point that we have. Person, when it comes to money, there's no such thing as saying, leave me out of it. You're a witness, you have to take responsibility of being a witness. Hopefully your friend will understand that. But if he doesn't, then he wasn't truly a friend of yours. That's one. Second one is a guy does tumor. A lot of tumor around. Then other of course with things are uchi to us, so we don't touch them. But in their time, uh, they live more down to earth. There's a lot of tumor around. And they get tummy. And they touch sometimes kachin and things like that, so that they eat them, whatever it is. That... So again, you're not allowed to do that. Then there's one where people say, I promise, I swear. Right? I'm, I'm, I don't know without the shame if it's an Emerson's rule, but I'm not talking about that. But why do you say those words at all? Because obviously you don't trust me, or I think you don't trust me, and I want you to believe me, so I try to stick in some extra words that seem to mean that I really mean it. Right? So those words are quite common. Those are big abelas, all three of them, if you're not true, it's not true. So for those, and it's quite common, so we need people to be forgiven. So we can't just let them alone. But Attaki uses also the Russian in there because the idea is that we, everybody, it, 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 it's a chattas, it's country kadoshim, but it's common. Just like, 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 like a country kalim. So I want you to be aware of it, that you need every bit to be able to miscapil from his availus. And these are common availus, what would be miscapil? Then he talks about the Kogan Osho. And the Osho comes from an Asha Me'ilis. Guy comes along and he uses Kachim for his own personal use. Whatever it is. He walked into the thing, he didn't realize it's Kachim. He took it out, it's Kaidish man, if not Kachim, it's not a Kogan, but it belongs to the Hegdish. And he uses it for his own personal purposes. And he has to bring a meila, called meila, and he has to pay for it, whatever it is. So this is the lashon. Nefesh kishim mao, guy made meila, bechata bishkoga mikotchi Hashem, and he and he made a mistake from from kotch from holy things. So he brings the lashon. It just seems to be an avera like any other avera. You're not allowed to touch kotchim, and you did. So you got to bring a kobe. Now we'll get to one of the other lessons we were talking about that's very important for children to know. Why does it talk about the Asham Xeris? He made a me'ila in God, not in something that belongs to Hegdish. In God. How do you make me'ila in God? How do I lessen God? By saying he can't do something. So what do you steal? When a person steals, what is he saying? He's saying, I'm taking what God doesn't want to give me. I'm taking it because he doesn't want to give it to me. I have the ability to take it when God doesn't want to give me. That means God can't stop you. That means God, and or God hasn't got the ability to give it to me. 
if God would hurry up and give it to me, I wouldn't have this feeling. But he would have given it himself. Therefore, God can't give it to me. Either one is saying the me'ila in God, is lessening God's power. Now you're a shagit, you're not pekelis. You're not just a thief. That's the, the desire. You're a crook. You're a guy who's a kaifel. And the person has to realize that he won't steal. In other words, if I really believe in God and if I'm not supposed to get it, why should I steal? I'm going to get it anyway. All of us, I don't believe. And this is repeated at least three times in the that I'm aware of. Here, in Parashim by Gezel, uh, Gezel Aguer, which is Pashas Nasi, and according to Rosh Hashiva, the way he interprets why evidently follows Matan Taylor. To tell you that's Gezel is the, the word to me. This is something that the child would learn this as a little kid. He won't ever take anybody else's. He knows that, 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 that God can give it to me. And, that, and this is a big Aveda. It's a terrible Aveda. Not just, it's not just a, a, a love of taking something that's not mine, but taking something because I'm lessening God's ability. He won't take it. And that's why it's important, this thing. Now there's another essay, there's another called Noshim called uh, Noshim Toli, where a person does an Aveve, but he doesn't know he did an Aveve. They come to discussions of what that means, you don't know what he did an Aveve. But I'm not sure if I already did an Aveve or not. That was Gaye well, I mean, the Chaz is not, is not, is not a Kovn, it's, it's Chalif. And he knows he ate Chalif, but he wasn't aware of it at the time. And then he became aware, okay, you know, he has been Gachatas. But even after eating it, he's not aware if he really ate Chalif or not. I'm not sure if I really did Chalif or not. So however the case the Gemara comes out with, you have to bring an Oshim Tole. And an Oshim Tole costs uh, two shekel as opposed to a chattas, which can cost a penny, which I have such a thing, but it was a, a penny, and, it, and an ocean has to have a, a minimum value of two Why? Why is it worse to, to not know what you did completely than, than to know you didn't have error? So according to Shishiriz Atzal, he taught me what it's important to know what you're doing. You can't ever use that as an excuse. I don't know what I did. I have to know, always be aware of what I'm doing. That's why it's important. And when I heard from Nashkiach, of Michal Birnbaum, a little bit different, to maybe try to work it out to somehow they're really saying the same thing, is he said it's because a person give, makes an excuse for himself when it's not true that he didn't have a I probably didn't. Therefore, he, to make aware that you did something that's an Aveira by not knowing what you did, that that's a point we stress you have to pay double, or whatever I mean, whatever to as opposed to if you know what you're doing. And that's an important lesson. In a way, they both are the same thing. If you work on it hard enough, you'll, you'll see what I mean. And I think that that lesson is, is a very important one, again, for kids to know. You have to be aware of what you are doing. There's no excuse to say, I didn't mean it, I didn't think about it, and whatever. You have to be aware of what you are doing. And I'm saying, if they teach all these halachas and all these things, and maybe as we go along, we'll point out more as we go along through, through the rest of, 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 uh, of Ayikra, 